Hey guys, welcome to episode number 66 of the Reps Podcast. See Roy, we're here, and today we are going over sleep, man. That's right, I'm going to give you my top actionable tips to help you optimize your sleep um, because sleep's a superpower, man. It really is. Um, not only for, for helping us get the most out of our training and our fitness, <clears throat> but just for overall health and wellness, man. It is a super weapon um, in, in just longevity and our overall health. Um, so we're going to go over how to optimize it. I'm going to give you guys the biggest things I've found to help optimize and, and make my sleep as efficient and effective and as high quality as possible, man, because it's not just about the the length of sleep, it's the quality of sleep as well. So making sure we're getting good quality sleep is crucial to making sure that we are optimizing our health and wellness. So that's what we're going over today. Uh, before we dive in, though, I just want to encourage you guys, head over to croystrength.com. We've been dropping some new blogs over there. Check those out. Give those a read. Um, also, we got some new programs up there um, to where you can kind of check out some new programs. They'll take you over to the Train Heroic page to where you can sign up for those and check those out. And as always, uh, Team Valor, man, we are still going strong. We're winding down the armor phase, and we're kind of going into our bridge block before we get ready for our summer training phase man so bridge block is, is a great block to jump in on man we're, we're focusing all all aspects of our fitness our strength um, retaining muscle our conditioning really bumping up our conditioning and making sure we're in great cardiovascular shape um, so go ahead go check that out team valor anybody that signs up in the month of january gets a free valor shirt these are shirts that you cannot buy you only get them if you are within team valor um, and you get them for free if you sign up the month of january so that's it it's all the house cleaning i got episode 66 how to optimize catching those z's coming to you live let's go Optimizing our sleep, man. Like I said in the intro, it is a superpower. It really is. Sleep is one of the most crucial elements uh, that does not give or give does not get it, its its due time. You're right, right in the spotlight for just everything that it does. Um, for for like I said, not only our fitness, man, but more so for just our health, our wellness, our longevity. Um, it is absolutely crucial. That we are optimizing it and getting it on a consistent basis. High quality sleep too, guys. It's not just you know the 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 quantity. You know, a lot of people they'll they'll sleep, they'll be in bed for eight hours, but you know if you're if you're constantly tossing and turning, you're never you know uh, getting into all of our sleep cycles. We're not getting that deep restful sleep. Um, that's still not going to to bear the benefit that we really need from our sleep. So. Especially if you're training hard, you're physically active, um, you know, it's it's just crucial. It's it's the time our body kind of detoxes all the stress that we accumulate throughout the day, and allows our body to repair and recover from that stress. You know, whether it's stress that's self-imposed in our training, or it's just stress from our environment, man. Just the the 
air pollution, the Wi-Fi, you know, um, all the radiation shit from cell phones and, and Wi-Fi signals, all that stuff, man, all of it's stress. Stress from relationships, from fights, um, fights with our spouse, work stress, all kinds of stress, man. It all accumulates, and sleep is a time that we really recover from it, right? And if that stress goes unchecked, it can start to affect the sleep. And then it can become a vicious cycle that can be very hard to get out of. So making sure we do what we can within our control um, to, to optimize it as much as possible helps prevent us from getting into that vicious cycle. So without further ado, we're going to dive in, man. We're going to go over my top sleep tips to help you get the best sleep of your life moving forward. So number one. We need to understand that sleep is habitual, okay? So if we're going to optimize our sleep, it starts with making it a habit, and it starts with routine, right? Making a habit starts with setting a routine. Um, it is proven that our sleep is, is, is higher quality and is more efficient when we have a set schedule, right? Meaning we're going to bed at the same time every night. We're waking up every day at the same time and it has to be exact you know down to the minute but within 20 to 30 minutes right we're going to bed at the same time and we're waking up at the same time you know 20 to 30 minutes is the max wiggle room that we have on that so making sure that we're making it as routine as possible right so having that same bedtime having that same wake up time every day and making sure that that time is at least nine hours Now, I say nine hours, you know, we all hear that, you know, you're supposed to get seven to eight hours of sleep, right? So why nine? That's because when I say bedtime, right, and we're going to bed at the same time, I don't mean eyes closed falling asleep. I mean, we're climbing into bed at that time. So you you take into account that most people don't fall asleep right away, right? It might take you 10, 20, maybe even 30 minutes for some people to fall asleep, you know, that eats into that time. In addition, our natural sleep cycles, we're going to wake up over the course of the night. You know, everybody does. Now, it's usually so short and and insignificant and you're still kind of in that twilight stage that, you know, by the time you wake up the next morning, you really don't remember it. But you're going to be awake for anywhere from, you know, 15 to 40 minutes over the course of the night as well. So when you take that into account with the, the amount of time it takes you to fall asleep, you can lose an easy hour there, right? So making sure that we're getting into bed nine hours before we need to wake up, before we're setting that alarm, that is very important. So in addition to that as well, uh, another little bonus tip here is you know, not all times are created equal, meaning sleeping from 12 to 9 is not the same as sleeping from 10 to 7, right? The person that goes to bed earlier and wakes up earlier is going to get more out of their nine hours in bed than the other person, right? Why is that? That's because of our circadian rhythms. Now, we've probably all heard of this, right? We've heard of circadian rhythms. It's kind of become like almost like a buzzword. Um, But our bodies are ready for sleep, you know, at certain times, you know, our bodies play off of the day and night cycle. When it starts to get dark outside, that signals our body that, you know, it's time to start getting ready for sleep because that's how we evolved as a species, right? 
But in today's day and age with electricity, lights, screens, all of these these artificial stimulated, stimulated um, devices that, that, that mimic light, that give off light, start to kind of um, delay that, that natural process of our body getting ready for sleep, you know, and it keeps us awake longer and later than our bodies naturally would. So when we kind of lean into our natural circadian rhythms and get to bed a little bit earlier when our body is ready and primed to go to sleep, you're going to get more out of those hours. And like I said, man, it's not just the quantity, it is the quality, right? So anything that we can do to improve the quality of the sleep first and foremost, we need to do. And that starts with getting to bed earlier, right? So trying to get climb into bed around, you know, nine to 10 o'clock, somewhere in that range, you know, and waking up, you know, in the six to seven range, like that's a, that's a nice little sweet spot. Now, obviously schedule permitting, but if you're able to, that is a really good, you know, window to shoot for. So number two, this is probably the, the biggest immediate impact um, um, tip on this list, and that's blackout curtains. Um, making sure that you're sleeping in a completely blacked out environment. Now, I've been lucky to where, you know, my bedroom now for the past three plus years, I haven't even had windows, right? I, I don't even have windows in my bedroom. A lot of people kind of think that's like dungeony, right? Like, oh man, that's kind of that's kind of depressing. It's like, no, man, I love it, right? Because I don't hang out in my bedroom. I don't I don't do stuff in my bedroom. I literally I sleep in my bedroom. That's all I do. I sleep and I get dressed. That's all I do in my bedroom. And you know, not having windows makes it real easy to have it pitch black in there, which is what you want. You will be amazed at how deep and how good you sleep when it is completely blacked out. Now, when I say completely blacked out, I mean completely blacked out. Like you need to become obsessive about this, man. So, you know, I first uh, felt the impact of this tip when I had uh, my apartment, you know, probably I first moved in my apartment maybe 10 years ago or so. And um, my my balcony in my apartment was right outside the pool of the, the complex. And they had this big ass light post out there and I could see it right from my window. And it drove me crazy. It had like these those like draw those draw blinds that kind of go horizontal and uh bought some blackout curtains and even on top of that I got double-sided tape and I taped the curtains to the frame of the window so that way light couldn't even come through the cracks of where like the curtains would hang so I had it almost like completely sealed and I tell you what man what a difference and I even got so far as to, to I put electrical tape over the um the light on the tv because I didn't even want to see the light, the little standby light on the TV when the TV was shut off. So it was completely black. Like, had no point of reference of where the hell I was at, right? So I immediately, night one, noticed the difference, man. And it, it makes a huge difference. You sleep much deeper and you get a much more restful sleep when you sleep in a completely blacked out environment so that one is huge um number three this one is probably the most 
um, noticeable on a day-to-day basis because it can have you know fluctuations, and that's temperature control, right? Um, I, I if I get too hot, man, I sleep like ass, you know, without fail. It is very hard for me to sleep if I'm hot. Um, so making sure that you're optimizing the environment as far as the temperature goes can be very, very important. You know, you can have a lot of these other things in place, but if your body's overheating and can't cool down, it's going to be very difficult for you to, to really get a restful, deep sleep. Um, you know, if you're sitting there sweating your ass off, which, you know, I've experienced, I think everybody's probably experienced at some point or another. Um, so, Optimizing your temperature, really the, the sweet spot seems to be, you know, this isn't just me talking, this is actually stu- studies, you can research this stuff, 64 to 68 degrees, you know, seems to kind of be the sweet spot, and, and I myself, I'm at the lower end of that, right, like the, the colder the better, you know, I think mine kind of comes from, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, I slept a lot in, in the basement of my parents' house, and, um, and it was freezing down there. I want to say it was easily in the 50s down there. So I think like I just trained my body um, to really thrive off of a cold environment whenever I'm sleeping. So um, making sure that you optimize that temperature can be very, very important. So like I said, that 64 to 68 degree range, kind of play with that. See, see what works best for you. Um, and, and you know, once you figure it out, then, then you know, right? You know what to set the thermostat for. So. Number three, that, yeah, temperature control. Number four, let me get a quick drink of water. This one is big, man. This one's like, this one's probably the biggest lifestyle uh, adjustment that you're going to have to make. And this is the 3 2 1 rule. Um, so the 3 2 1 rule, three, standing for three hours before bed, there's no work. You, you, you're not doing any work. Three hours before bed, nothing, you know, no emails, nothing like not taking any calls, nothing like that. And there's no work three hours before bedtime. And when I say bedtime, that's when you're crawling into bed, not actually closing your eyes to go to sleep. Two, two hours before bed, there's no food or water, right? So, you know, say I'm climbing into bed at 9.30, that means at 7.30, cut off, man. No more food, no more drinks, right? So we don't want to be waking up to go to the bathroom, okay? And we don't want our body uh, using energy and, and trying to digest food while we're trying to sleep. You know, that's the time our body's supposed to be doing other things, recovering, um, you know, de- de- detoxing all the stress from the day, uh, you know, repairing muscles from training, all that stuff, right? We're supposed to be resting, and and digestion actually takes quite a bit of energy, so it can very it can easily disrupt your body systems and, and disrupt those sleep patterns. So two hours before bed, there's no food, no drink, and then one hour before bed, no screens. And this one's tough. This one's the toughest one for a lot of people. Is is no screens an hour before bed? So that means no more cell phones, no more tablets, no more laptops, no more TV, right? That's the tough one for a lot of people. A lot of people, I mean, they're they're watching TV from the time they get home to the time they go to bed. And when they go to bed, they turn the TV on in their bedroom and they might fall asleep with the TV on, right? Like, or, or surfing their phone. Like, no. You know, like I said, the, the, the light from the screens, all that stuff can easily disrupt, you know, our, our natural sleep patterns, our, our body's natural 
um, winding down process to get us ready for good quality sleep. So we need to cut out the screens an hour before bed. So that one is a big one. And, and it's, it's, you will notice, you will notice there's times I break that rule, man. And I, I get caught up watching something and I watch it all the way up to bed and I never sleep as good. You know, I'm, I, I easily wake up, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, whenever I do that, uh, I never sleep through the night. So that one's big. And then a little bonus tip too, that kind of goes in line with this, you know, with the food or drink, if you want to back it up even further, making sure we're not taking in any caffeine after 3 p.m. You know, 3 p.m. is the, is the latest we want to take in any caffeine because a lot of times that stuff can stay in your system for a while and it can really kind of start to mess with, with your body's ability to kind of fall asleep. So making sure we're monitoring that, that caffeine intake throughout the day as well. Um, next one, I uh, think this is five. Um, kind of going in line with the screens, man, and that's blue light blockers. So wearing some blue light blocking glasses, this, you know, this isn't a huge one. Uh, I have noticed a difference when I do it versus when I don't. But if you do find yourself maybe having to work a little bit later or, you know, watching something a little bit later, you know, this is more, especially for like in the winter months when it gets darker earlier, um, you know, I'll usually throw, throw some blue light blockers on, you know, three, four, five hours before I go to bed if I'm going to be staring at a screen for a long time. Just so that way I'm not just soaking in all that artificial light. I'm not straining my eyes. Um, And it can really, really make a big difference when you go to bed later on that night. So getting yourself a good quality pair of blue light blocking glasses. Um, Swannies. I think Swannie. Swannic. This is the one I have. Um, Actually, let me look. Hold on. Swannic. Yep, I was right. So Swanick, um, that's what I've come to find to be the best brand, the most reliable, most trusted. Now, full disclosure, they're not the most stylish things, right? <laughs> they, they're yellow, like they're going to distort all the color, but oh, my dinner's done. <laughs> so um, if you guys heard, heard that beeping, but um, they're yellow. They're going to distort the color. Um, it's, it's going to not be super fashionable, but that's okay, man, because typically we're going to be at home. We're going to be winding down for the night. We're getting ready for bed. You know, we don't need to be a fashion statement at that point. So, um, but it does make a difference. It does make a difference. Um, and if you, if you're in a position where you're going to be staring at a screen after it gets dark a little bit long, you know, for longer durations, um, I, I do recommend grabbing a pair of those. Um, the next one I have here, this is definitely the most odd tip, but does make a noticeable difference. And that is taping your mouth shut. Um, now if you wake up often, if you're, if you drool a lot, if you wake up with a super dry mouth in the morning, this is one that you might want to try. Um, now it sounds really weird, but the, the science and logic behind it is sound, right? So nasal breathing is one of the most um, parasympathetic things that we can do, right? If we're trying to really get our nervous system to enter that calming rest and digest state, that recuperative state, then nasal breathing, slow controlled nasal breathing has been shown to be one of the easiest and quickest ways to enter and maintain that state. And on the flip side, mouth breathing 
puts us sympathetic. We get into sympathetic mode, that, that fight or flight, right? We've all heard the fight or flight, mouth breathing, you know, rapid mouth breathing can get you into that position. So think about it. If we're trying to sleep, right, do we want to be fight or flight where our cortisol's high, our adrenaline's high, or do we want to be rest and digest, right, where we're calm, we're relaxed, we're, we're in a resting, recuperative state? So if you find yourself with a dry mouth, snoring, stuff like that, taping the mouth shut can be a good tip, and I would definitely try it. And I've recommended this tip to quite a few people, and we've all experienced the first, the, the, the same thing our first night trying it, and you have some extremely vivid dreams when, when you do this. Usually that, the, the first night or two, like you have very, very deep, vivid dreams where like you remember every single detail. It's, it's bizarre. Um, but you know, it could just be a testament to entering those deeper stages of, of REM um, and, and getting good quality sleep. So give that a shot. Um, you know, just uh, a normal quality medical tape I've, I've come to find to be uh, the most efficient. Uh, they now make actually like legitimate products specifically for taping your mouth shut, um, but they can be pretty expensive. So, you know, it just kind of all depends what you're looking to do. Um, and then the last one I have on this list here is exercise, right? So exercise, obviously, you know, if, if we have tons of energy, if we're, if we're laying down to go to bed at night and, you know, we've, we've, you know, expelled, you know, 300 calories worth of energy through physical exertion, your body's not going to be very tired, right? Let's, let's earn our sleep. Let's give our body a reason to, to need to recuperate, to need to rest, right? That's the human body is made to move. It's made to do things. It's made to express itself physically. You know, we have a beautiful body that's capable of remarkable things through movement and, and, and athletic feats, like, let's do those things, right? Let's move our body. Let's earn that restful sleep. Now, I'm not saying you have to murder yourself and you have to go run a marathon every day. That's not what I'm saying. But getting good quality exercise in every single day, 30 to 60 minutes, that's going to be huge, right? Getting good and then being active throughout the day too, right? Just don't be a couch potato and veg out all day long and think that you're good because you walked on a treadmill for 30 minutes. Be active, right? Move the body consistently throughout the day and earn that sleep. Um, on top of that, a little bonus tip is the earlier you can get your exercise, the better, right? Even if you can go for a walk first thing in the morning, get outside, get some sun on your skin. Um, that's been shown to really kind of cement and, and, and anchor that circadian rhythm uh, to where it really gets your body on schedule. Um, getting that physical activity in the morning, first thing in the morning, getting that sun on your skin first thing in the morning really helps to solidify that rhythm and it can and will improve your sleep later on that night as long as you follow a lot of these other things that I've filled out for you, right? You're not keeping yourself awake super late into the night. You're not staring at screens super late into the night. All else, you know, being equal, abiding by everything else I covered, it will improve your sleep if you're getting that exercise and getting outside early in the morning. So that's it, guys. Those are my sleep tips for you. Um, give those a shot. Put those into application. 
catch those Z's, get that good high quality sleep and wake up feeling energized, feeling great, ready to attack the day, ready to own the day. Um, you'll be able to train harder, um, get you know in better shape, more fit, be healthier, more vital, energized human being. Um, and it really all starts with our sleep. So give that a shot, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, share this show, subscribe, uh, share this with somebody that, that, you know, it might benefit. I would really appreciate it. Um, thanks for tuning in as always. We will see you next week. God bless.